coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. We are doing our podcast now. We do this every week on on Mondays. Pitmaster and the Doc. I'm the Pitmaster, John Hackleman. This is the Doc, and he's actually a Doc. He's just not um, like um, you know, just say I'm the Doc. He's actually a doc, um, and he's, hey, what's up, Paul? Um, hey, Sensei Bolden, how you doing? Mississippi, I love your stuff, bro. I watch all your videos, believe me. Um, but anyway, he is like an orthopedic surgeon. That means he cuts into bones and muscles and tendons and everything, and he's a sports medicine doctor. So we have a lot to talk about if you guys ever have questions about sports medicine stuff or or just martial arts stuff you can talk to me too i know a little bit about martial arts he's more of the doc i'm more of the karate guy anyway we're going to talk about a couple things today there's no fights usually we cover the latest ufc fight or bellator or whatever um but there's been no fight it's been like the well has gone dry the yeah. well, well has gone dry. I agree. It's a and holiday. That, it was a holiday weekend. That that's a lot of our content right there. But since we do have a lot going on up here, we can fill in. So let me just tell you what we're going to talk about today. A lot of you guys here, we have our gym's called the Pit. Uh, he's actually a student at the Pit. I'm I'm a student as well, and um, our our fitness regimen or our testing regimen, right? And our training, uh, our, our, our cardio and our strength and conditioning for our fight team and our belt classes, we call it CrossFit. Not CrossFit with an F, CrossFit with, uh, with a P. And some people think that that's, um, it's like a takeoff on CrossFit, when in reality, um, CrossFit came along Right about the same time CrossFit was starting. And let me tell you, this is the funny story. The uh, CrossFit owner and founder, Greg Glassman and I, we connected somehow on the internet, but we started training together and we started doing some seminars together. And he would do the fitness part and I would do the combative part. We called it combatives. So I was teaching the martial arts part. And... I would go do their workouts. So um, there are certain things I just didn't like doing in their workouts. There was a lot of overhead stuff, which I felt was a little dangerous for martial artists because we spend so much time doing other stuff. If we're going to spend a lot of time learning like overhead snatches and overhead squats and you know heavy clean and jerks and stuff like that, I just felt it wasn't congruent with our type of training i felt like we did so much bag work uh technique work grappling sparring drilling etc that if we did a full fran or did a full murph um it it, it just it, it wasn't what we needed to do it was too much like 
that's all they did. So, like, if they did a Murph one day, right, or another hard workout, they were pushing everything all the way in that workout, and it was a little longer, and sometimes too workout-specific, like overhead squats, you have to learn how to do that. That's, you know, do, uh, like, muscle-ups. It just took, took too much skill. We were, we were spending too much time already doing our skills. So I would tell uh, Greg that, and we kind of agreed on some of it. He liked the overhead. He thought we should do it. I didn't. I know there's a lot of shoulder injuries with overhead stuff. So we decided, actually, he came up with the name CrossFit. He said, well, well you do cross, we do CrossFit, and then you're, the martial arts aspect will be CrossFit. So your, your, your workouts and conditioning program will be specifically for martial artists and ours will be for the layman. Mainly in the beginning of CrossFit, most of their workouts were, um, they were uh, focused on um, first responders, like a lot of military guys, a lot of cops, a lot of paramedics, etc., firefighters. So that's where CrossFit started. It was supposed to be like a, um, you know, a workout for everyone, a workout that everyone could do. It was everything they did, um, you know, was effective for, you know, their jobs. I feel like they kind of got away with that a little bit, like overhead squats. I don't, I can't think of a profession where you're going to use an overhead squat type movement in your profession. Definitely not in fighting. There's a lot of overhead stuff. I don't see that being used in fighting. Even pull-ups. Pull-ups are really effective if you're like you're mountain climbing or you're like, you know, you're having to get up into a building, you know, and, and you have to pull yourself up. So you're maybe a burglar or something. But in fighting, you're pulling all is going to come from this way. So I felt like weights and, 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 and even rowing is more effective for a fighter than doing pull-ups. So that's where CrossFit came in. There's a lot of similarities to CrossFit. We have like a workout of the day and we and we we quantitate and qualitate our workouts the same way CrossFit does. There's just different stuff. Like we have bag specific stuff for our CrossFit workouts. There are some dumbbells, no barbells. Um, so it's a little different, but very much the same. And we are connected with CrossFit. In fact, the pit is an actual CrossFit affiliate. So, what do you think about that? So, how did you get to know the the guy who started CrossFit? Um, That's Greg Glassman. Greg Glassman, and they're a couple hours north of of the pit, and we were kind of getting big with the with the UFC back then, and they were starting to get big on the fitness. We connected. Somebody introduced us online or something, and we started talking, and then. I started going up. I think I was his second affiliate. Um, now he has, what, 10,000 or something. They have a lot. But um, um, So I would go up there for their certifications, and I would do the combative part. Because they were really into combatives. Because, like I said, their main they wanted to do functional workouts for first responders. You know, military cops, firefighters paramedics, etc. And combatives had a big part to do that. So that's how I got together with uh, Greg Glassman. And that's where CrossFit came in. And 
CrossFit is very similar, but it's more specific to martial artists. So, like I said, there are actually grappling workouts, striking workouts, bag workouts, along with, you know, just the basic body weight, push-ups, squats, burpees, etc. I think the biggest difference is the short, we, we, our, our workouts are a little bit shorter because we're spending so much time on the bag and grappling and drilling, etc. So our workouts are a little shorter and we don't do uh, like powerlifting or Olympic lifting type movements. We don't do anything with a barbell and we do very little work above our head. So did CrossFit do combative stuff in their training or do they still? Mm, not in their stuff. They, they'll bring like a combative guy, like a striking guy or a grappling guy once in a while to their workouts. Um, but they don't have a specific combative curriculum. If you look on their, on their website, their official website, and go into combatives, I think my, my videos came up. They used to, just like last year I checked. Um, but they don't have a specific one. And we don't have a specific cross-fit uh, regimen. We don't do, like I said, we don't even do overhead, overhead stuff. We don't do barbell stuff. Um, we stick with cross-fit. They stick with cross-fit. We do all the martial arts stuff. And they do a lot more fitness stuff. They do the cross-fit games and all kind of crazy, crazy fitness stuff. But we focus more on martial arts. So that's that's kind of how uh, how it started and and where it is right now. We're we're really close with CrossFit guys. Um, I, I'm still in touch with a lot of the CrossFit guys, um, but we don't we don't you know we don't do CrossFit per se, and they don't do CrossFit. But CrossFit is you know is it's it's a really good system for training fighters. I mean, I think all of my fighters, and you'll Joe you'll hear Joe Rogan. You know, say that, you know, if one of my guys is fighting, you know, you, you're going to bet he's in shape. Because my guys are always in top shape. So what's the origin of these names of these workouts in CrossFit? Do you have any background in that? You know about that? Uh, like yeah. named after women or? There's the women workouts, but then there's the warrior workouts. Like, they do a lot of the workouts, like, um, like Murph. I guess he's some kind of... Uh, I think he was a Navy SEAL and he died in combat. So his workout is supposed to be done like on uh, Memorial Day or something. Then there's the, the, the women, the nasty girls. You know, they were a big part of, uh, uh, of CrossFit's beginning. So you got like Nicole, you got Annie. Um, I think there's a workout, Eva. So a lot, of the, a lot of those are named after some of the early women in workouts. One of my favorite is Annie. It's named after Annie Sakamoto, who's a good friend of mine. Um, actually, I just talked to her two days ago because she's helping me put uh, uh, the workouts together for my guys. I got Annie Sakamoto and I got, uh, I got um, uh, Greg Amundsen, and they're helping me. And they're both CrossFit legends, Annie Sakamoto, Greg Amundsen. You could Google them both. They're huge CrossFit legends. They're helping me put together the workout that I'm going to give for this year's um, promotion uh, testing. So sometimes I'll ask them for some hints, like, and sometimes, uh, sometimes I'll, you know, like, Greg is actually going to 
uh, test for his black belt this year, 2020 in Hawaii. So that's where I think the names come from. They're either war heroes or CrossFit girls, right? Like Annie, Annie is, is a really good one. It's doubles and sit-ups. And it's about a five, four, for an average person, it's like a seven-minute workout, and it's a great workout. Um, and for an extreme CrossFitter, it's like a two-and-a-half-minute workout. It's crazy. It's like 50 doubles, 50 sit-ups, 40 doubles, 40 sit-ups, 30 doubles, 30 sit-ups, all the way down to 10 doubles and 10 sit-ups. And they do it just nonstop. They, they just crank them out. So, anyway, so that's, that's, that's my connection with CrossFit. And that's why we have our cross, uh, our workout program is called CrossFit, in case you guys want to know. What do you think? That's a big, that's the workout program here at the pit. That is the workout program here. And it works out pretty darn well. We have pretty good workouts. One of, one of our, um, one of the, the big four of our, of, of our gym is striking, uh, wrestling and jujitsu. Those are the first three, and those are the combative portions. And the fourth one is always fitness or CrossFit, and that's the conditioning aspect. And without the CrossFit aspect, the rest will all fade away. I don't care how good you are at striking, wrestling, and jujitsu. If your cardio is severely lacking, you're 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 not an effective martial artist. If your strength and and power is effect is is lacking, you're not an effective martial artist. You have to have uh, you have to have uh, cardio, extreme cardio. You have to have strength and power. You need those three right there. And I put strength and power as one, but they're really two. Yep, Danny knows. Danny's like Danny's my age almost. Almost, you're a little younger than I am. But we need all those things, or or else your martial arts will fail. It's like having you're you're like a you're like a Ferrari on the side of the road with no gas. If you don't have str a heavy duty cardio, you're like a Ferrari on the side of the road with absolutely no gas. You are worthless. And if you're if you have no power or strength. You're like, a, you're like a Ferrari on the side of the road with no engine. You're useless. Well, we've seen that in fighting. You've seen that. You've seen guys that look amazing and they gas out in the first round. That happened uh, to a pretty prominent fighter. But you see those guys, and maybe if they hit you with that knockout punch, that's great. But if it goes into round two and round three, you got to have that gas tank. So that's something yeah. we definitely see even in professional fighting. Yeah, and, and when you say round two and round three, right? That's an MMA. That's a sport. In the street, it's 20 seconds in. If you don't have extreme anaerobic conditioning in a street fight with all of that adrenaline, adrenaline is so much more a factor in a street fight than it is in a cage fight. It's so much more a factor in a street fight than it is in a ring fight. Okay, In the ring and in the cage, there's a lot of adrenaline. I know this, okay? I've been in plenty of sport fights. But in a street fight, the adrenaline is is like a hundred times greater the way it pumps up because, because the stakes are life or death. You have the fight or flight in the street. 
in a sport, it's much more. Uh, everything is much more. It's much more planned out, and, and it's, it's much more subtle than it is in the street. Okay, I know it looks really, you know, brutal in the cage, but a street fight, knowing that it's a life or death situation, you 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 know that. So your your fight or flight kicks in a lot harder than it does in a cage. It really does. So or or a sport. So I'm telling you that right now, guys. And that's why we train. That's why we push so hard at the pit. These guys aren't fighting the cage. James isn't fighting the cage. He's a he's an orthopedic surgeon. He's not going to fight the cage, but he pushes his cardio just as hard as my fight team does, and they do want to be UFC champions. Or Glo you know, Glover Teixeira is a UFC light heavyweight contain contender. And James pushes his cardio just as hard as Glover does. I'm not saying he's just as good a shape, but he pushes it. He pushes it just as hard because the stakes, if James gets jumped in the, in the street, life or death is on the line. When Glover gets in the cage, it's for a title. It's a little different, guys. The stakes are a little different, and that's why the cardio, anaerobic especially, is so important for all martial artists. What do you think about that? I think it's very true, yeah. and uh, we're going to be doing that in a few minutes, I think. Yeah, so we, we got to go in a sec. But you're right, um, Danny. You want to end it fast. But guess what happens, Danny? Let me tell you something. Sometimes your attacker has other plans, right? It's great if you can end it fast and you can go home to your family. And I've seen your beautiful wife. You have a beautiful wife, by the way. You guys, you're a very lucky man. Um, well, she's lucky too, but you guys are both lucky. But anyway, but in the street, you want to end it fast. But sometimes your guy has other plans, so it doesn't end quite as quick as you want. Then you have to have that cardio. If you don't have, if your if your cardio isn't as good as your attackers, you're dead. You're dead. Okay, you have to realize that. You have to train with that sense of urgency, with that, that sense that if you don't, you're not as good in shape as your attacker, you're dead. Because my guys that are fighting the cage, they know for a fact, if they're not as good if, as, as in shape as their opponent, opponent is a lot different than attacker. They're just going to lose. They're still going to go home to their family. They might not have the win, they might not get the win bonus. They might not get the title, but they're still going to go home to their family. In the street, you don't have that luxury. You might not go home to your family. So you got to push your cardio even harder, right, than the guy fighting, training for the cage if you're fighting for the street. You have to realize that, guys, because if you don't, you just say, it's not going to happen for me. It's, it'll never happen to me. If it does happen to you, guys, outside of that parking lot at Walmart at 9 o'clock at night and your cardio isn't as, as good as it, as, as it should have been because you are fucking been lazy, and you, it's too late then. You're dead. You're not going to go home to your family. And guess what? Your wife will marry the neighbor. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? Well, I'm dead. I'm, I'm cool with it. <laughs> no, you won't be. Just knowing. What if, what if Sharon married your neighbor? Uh, and I was dead? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> I would, it would bother me from from heaven, let me tell you. If Heather married... You want her to be miserable when you're gone? I, I, yes. I'd rather her be mar- miserable than married to Troy. She'd be married to Troy. That's let's, my name. Let's right. ask Heather about this. He's a great guy and all, but I just, I'm not ready to go yet. So anyway, guys, that's it for our podcast today. Um, please share this to Treadmill. Yes, it does. I will give you, Samuel, you personally message me. I'll give you the best treadmill workout in the world. The best one in the world. It'll get your cardio up so high, you will not believe it. Okay? Anyone that jumps you in the street, they won't be able to hang. Okay? If you can last more than 20 seconds in a street fight, you're going to win. Anyway, guys, thanks for coming. This We're done. Pitmaster in the dock. Please share this. Like it. Tell everybody about our great podcast. We are on SoundCloud and iTunes. We are. We are. All right, till next time, John. Bang.